Hey and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. I'm your host, Vinanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, spaghetti and ice cream lover, travel junk and a cat mom. I love conversations that are on a more raw and deeper level. And today's guest is Forrest Sauer. He is back. I'm so excited about this. He has been a guest on the show before where we talked about fixing hormone imbalances. If you haven't listened to it, I really recommend you doing so. So go to episode number 14 and enjoy. For the ones who don't know Forrest Sauer, he's a traditional trained chiropractor who has spent past 15 years studying functional medicine and how to most effectively make changes to the lifestyle that stick. What comes with that is the study and knowledge of hormones in the body and how to fix them organically. And that's what we are going to talk about today. Today's topic is going to be fat versus hormones. And welcome back, Forrest. I'm excited about to have you again on my podcast because last time I had so much fun and it was really helpful about talking about hormones and everything. Um, so what do you want to talk about today? Because there are so many topics. Like we, we finished off with, I think, supplements and, and stuff like that. And we still had so much to talk about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so happy to be here, and thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know what? What I realized last time is this was just a big information dump as far as hormones. So, yeah. what I would like to really kind of focus on now is you can go back, listen to the last episode on some of the information there that that will give you a lot of big understanding. But what I'd like to focus on now is what do you do with that information? Uh, because that's really one of the most challenging portions when you're talking about not just hormones, but just really any facet of health. There's so many quote unquote experts out there. There's so much information, articles, Facebook health groups is like, what in the heck do you actually do with all this information? Because a lot of it can be conflicting. Yeah. And then it quickly becomes overwhelming with that. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead. and, And not just everybody, everything works for everybody. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of one of my big stigmas against a health book or just like a big recommendation is just because it worked for the author or maybe some of their their patients doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's one of the big breakdowns that I see, not just in medicine as a whole, where you're you're just masking symptoms with medications, but also alternative medicine where you can you can mask symptoms with supplements, vitamins, and minerals. And it's just kind of like a natural form of medication where if you're trying to control your blood sugar and you're taking cinnamon, salon cinnamon, it's like, well, you need to fix the blood sugar problem. It's not because you don't have enough cinnamon floating around in your bloodstream. There's other things that are, are wrong. Yeah. And so what I'll do is, is just kind of go into maybe some of the hormone piece, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to touch base on that, what you just said. I mean, that happens a lot with the pill, right? I know a lot of teenage girls get prescribed a pill for acne or headaches or uh, heavy pain, uh, having painful periods, but that's, yes. it's not helping. It is just masking the symptoms. It's not, you know, diving deep into the root. In, into the root underlying cause of the problem. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know, when, when you take someone who is on the pill for acne or menstrual cramps or painful periods, essentially what you're doing is you're artificially treat, uh, telling the body that it's pregnant. 
And it's really just jacking up the hormones and really messing them up for the long term. And I see that all the time in, in our practice as well is yes, young women are being put on the pill, but also women who are middle-aged in their forties and fifties as well are also being put on the pill for what they call hormonal imbalance. Yeah. But it's not because you have lack of estrogen in your bloodstream. It's because you don't have a healthy gut. You don't have the proper, your body is lacking the proper abilities to actually clear out the estrogen that is being produced. And so I think it'll be a lot of very useful for a lot of your listeners is like, okay, we have all this estrogen that's being produced in our bodies. How do we efficiently and effectively clear it outside of the body? Because if you're actually having acne, it's most likely more of a gut issue instead of a hormonal imbalance. And, and so when you're, when you're talking about uh, acne, you know, it, it happens all the time where you'll you get prescribed an antibiotic because that's also a very common treatment for acne. Yeah, and really, what I got. yeah, that's what you got. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so really what that is, is just a nuclear bomb inside of the intestinal system. And it's destroying not just all the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria. And it can take up to 12 months taking a probiotic to get your gut back up to speed on a healthy diet, which wow. most people never achieve or, or get. No, that's a long time. Like most people give up on the healthy wagon for like maybe four weeks a day. And then they are like, Oh, I tried it, but not for me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's too much work. It, like I, I fell off the wagon, therefore I'm just going to push the wagon into the woods and set it on fire. Uh, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, there, there's all kinds of, of excuses that we can use. And, and really, uh, I just got done talking to a client earlier today and, you know, essentially what people are looking for is, is we're drowning in information and we're starving for motivation. We're starving for someone to just help show us a very simple step-by-step -step path to achieve wellness. And, you know, for the past five years, that's what we've been doing at our clinic is just simply working with our clients one-on-one, -on -one, taking a very scientific, but also alternative approach, blending those two worlds and, and getting phenomenal results with our clients and educating them on what kind of a lifestyle that is going to empower their bodies to start producing hormones on their own. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. I want to know more about that. So, so let's go ahead and start off at the beginning. And this is just going to be a little bit of review from last time. So how are hormones produced in the first place? Hormones are derived from cholesterol and your cholesterol is broken down and created from healthy fats. So let's start off with healthy fats. We have nuts, seeds, coconut oil, olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, not the corn oil, not the soy or peanut oil or canola oil. These are all, you know, the, those kind of bad oils are very, very pro-inflammatory and only increase inflammation and hormone imbalance. And so one thing that I find very, very telling is how much processed food, how many, how much, uh, bad oils are in the processed food. So you need to be very careful because these things can be very sneaky. Yeah. is where you have these snacks or crackers or, or just regular food that has bad oils in, in there already. And that is going to only increase inflammation and just completely wreak havoc on your overall hormonal balance. So completely getting rid of bad oils 
from your diet, from your lifestyle is paramount. It's absolutely paramount and really a non-negotiable on your path towards balanced hormones. So how do, can you tell whether your food has, has bad oils in it or not? Yeah. There is an app. I'm sure you've heard of this one, but it, it the website is EWG. Uh, it will go and you can download it as an app on your phone. The app is called Healthy Living. And it's really kind of slick because what you can do is you can download that on your phone. And for most things that you're curious about in the grocery store or even in the beauty shop for cosmetics or even dish soap, you'll be able to scan the barcode using that app and it will be able to tell you whether it is healthy or not. It'll be able to tell you if there's any precancerous ingredients in there. It's amazing. yeah, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. So the app is Healthy Living. It's by EWG. Highly, highly recommend it. And again, that is just an absolute wealth of information as far as just overall knowledge. Um, because they're really on board. It. Good, perfect, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you I, know, I, I, always, I always read the labels myself, but I know a lot of people are not really a pro in reading labels. So uh, this, is a, this is a great app, but even I can make mistakes sometimes. But how important are the oils really? Because uh, I know some people, especially in the beginning of my weight loss journey, a lot of doctors told me because instead of cooking with butter, cook with oil. And that will save you about maybe three kilos a year. That was how they taught me to eat uh, healthier oils. But mm-hmm. I was like, how much of a difference does that really make to change oil? It makes all the difference. Yeah. It makes absolutely all of the difference. I won't get too deep into the science uh, like I did last time, but <laughs> what uh, what bad oils do, what the peanut, soy, corn, canola oil, vegetable oil does inside of the human body is it will penetrate through the blood-brain barrier causing brain fog. It will fire holes in your intestinal system causing leaky gut. It will increase something called the uh, NF-kappa B and and interleukin-6 pathways, stimulating inflammation. And that inflammation will cause your estrogen to skyrocket and your progesterone to plummet. It will cause the weight to be deposited on your hips and in your buttock and around your midsection. Oftentimes people call it their spare tire. And that is not going to get off without reducing those unhealthy fats, unhealthy oils. Okay. Because it's a hormonal imbalance. Yeah. And I, I cook, for example, with uh, extra virgin oil olive oil. Is that good or could it be no, better? No, that's very good. It's very yeah? good. And and okay. here's another <laughs> another thing that can be very, very frustrating on your path to wellness, but it's just a journey. So just take pleasure in the journey, not the not the results a lot of the times. Yeah. But sometimes the manufacturers, they can go ahead and cut or dilute their extra virgin olive oil with just regular olive oil or even sometimes canola oil with some manufacturers. So be very judicious using organic is, you know, obviously very important to get the fresh olive oil because if you have olive oil that is also spoiled, then that will, um, that can also cause inflammation in some clients as well. If you get the bad olive oil. Yeah. Good to know. So anyways, healthy fats. So you get the healthy fats. You want to target in between 40 and 50% of your daily calories every single day from healthy fats. Now, that's a lot. 
Yeah. It's a lot more than people are used to consuming. But I'll tell you this, increasing those healthy fats, and especially for women, setting up carb cycling later on in the afternoon, like having a piece of fruit um, or, or some honey or something like that in the afternoon is going to bring you out of ketosis. And that is going to avoid all of the hormonal challenges that women typically have when they're just go full on keto. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of, and, and blood sugar plays a huge role in this that, that we won't get into, but yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so, so increasing healthy fats and target, just simply track your macros. Uh, you can do that with another, you know, there's tons of apps out there that you can get on your phone and d- don't, overcomplicate it. Like I'm not a very complicated guy. I keep things pretty simple. And if things get super complicated or super complex and is very cumbersome, I ain't doing it. Like screw yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, just get an app and, and just type in, just do general generalizations. It'll average out over time. And you'll be able to see how am I doing? I know when I was first making these changes, I was getting like 10, 15% of my daily calories from healthy fats, which is not nearly enough, even, yeah. even for guys. So uh, increasing healthy fats. Now, the next thing that you need to do in order to balance out your hormones is actually first focus on your gut, focus on your stomach. Because let's think about this. If you aren't consuming healthy fats, we, that's the first place that we need to start. After that, we need to make certain that we're actually absorbing the healthy fats yeah. in our system. So oftentimes I'll see people where their stomach acid is actually low. So let's go ahead and start off at the top of the, of the digestive system, which is the stomach. It goes from the stomach, small intestine to large intestine. So the stomach, a very useful way to increase stomach acid is apple cider vinegar. Now, the benefits of apple cider vinegar are many. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's I mean, there's a laundry list of the benefits. However, one of the main benefits is twofold. Number one, it's going to start balancing out your stomach acid and it's going to also balance out your blood sugar, which will in tune decrease inflammation. Yeah. So it's huge. It's absolutely beneficial. I would honestly recommend you go ahead and have one tablespoon of apples or one one teaspoon this is two tolerance, one teaspoon to one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, dilute it in a small glass of water before every single meal, especially in the beginning, just to get the, get the foundation of that stomach acid increased. Now, if you're taking some sort of GERD medication, gastroesophageal reflux disease for heartburn, this is a huge problem. One of the things that we work very, very diligently with, with our clients is if they're taking some sort of pepsin, um, protein pump inhibitor is we work with their primary doctor to actually wean them off that medication because it is handcuffing the digestive system, not allowing the body to digest those healthy fats. Yeah. So your effectiveness of, of, of actually being able to di- digest all the wonderful, healthy vegetables, healthy proteins, fruits, healthy fats that you're consuming ain't going to make a hill of beans a difference if you're taking medication that simply decreases your stomach acid to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It all has to work together. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. The way I, I always increase healthy fats in my diets is I put, I don't know if it's a good thing. I hope so. That's what I've learned from my nutrition classes, <laughs> but I do like chaya seeds in my smoothies and a little bit of avocado in my smoothies because I hate the taste of avocado, but in my smoothies, I don't taste it. So that's a, that's a good thing. So I'm like, because I don't eat fish. I hate the taste of fish as well. So yeah. that's my way of trying to incorporate healthy 
fact. But I also know that that's not always with the A, uh, how do you say that? The A, L, D, and the... Uh... I, I, and, and just to be, um, to, just to combat you with that and support you is the chia seeds and the, the nuts and the seeds, they're not going to get you to 40, 50% of your daily calories from healthy fats. Yeah. And so this is where it, it's actually, if you start training yourself to sneak in these healthy oils into like, if you're sauteing vegetables, you just go ahead and you're following a recipe in it and it calls for two tablespoons of olive oil, put in four, it's going to double your healthy fats. And you just kind of repeat that for those three meals throughout the day. You're going to be able to very easily and very systematically and consistently increase that percentage of healthy fats. So just make that a practice. Just go ahead and double the amount of fat that a recipe is going to call for. And your food's probably going to taste better because fat is a wonderful seasoning, is yes. a wonderful flavor enhancer. So yeah, yeah, that's what I already do. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> like cooking and, my chicken in olive oil and then over the salad again, olive oil. <laughs> uh, yeah, just pour it on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and when, when you're talking, it's like, I can't stand avocado. I'm fortunate that I do like avocado. I can't stand raw cauliflower. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, there's only really one person that enjoys raw cauliflower and that's a jerk. So <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> I'm yes. teasing. No, uh, I don't, I know. Well, I don't like it either. And even like a lot of vegetables, if I eat them, I don't like that completely, but because I incorporate it into my diet, into my smoothies, I get used to the taste. Like I never used to eat zucchini or broccoli, but once in the beginning, I started to chop them up really small. And you get used to the taste. And now I'm like, okay, I can eat it. So it's also kind of, you know, learning to eat. You know, that's interesting. This is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but yeah. you, your taste buds and the foods that you crave, excuse me, are controlled by your gut biome, really? by your gut environment. So it's interesting. They did a study on healthy individuals and, and obese individuals, people who had a healthy BMI and people who had an unhealthy BMI and their gut biome was completely different. And so what they did, this is rather disgusting. So, but what they did is they took the fecal matter from the healthy humans, put them into the unhealthy, to the obese individuals and the obese, and that completely changed the gut environment. Now the obese individuals, they lost on average 12 pounds and they started craving different foods. So over time, they, they just lived and continued living an unhealthy lifestyle because, uh, you know, the, the procedure was just simply masking the symptoms. You need to get yeah. at the behavior, but they, they returned to their unhealthy habits and their gut biome simply returned to the way it was making them obese. And so uh, it was just really, really interesting. So anyways, when you're saying like, hey, you're sneaking in zucchini and you're sneaking in these yeah. vegetables, you're changing your gut environment and the gut is a reflection of your brain health. So the more vegetables that you do eat, the more healthy fats, healthy proteins, nuts, seeds, fruits that you do consume, the more your body's going to crave those foods. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, because I, I crave, for example, pizza less and less and less. I prefer to have a good healthy meal with vegetables but I, I thought it's because I'm getting older and because I'm I'm you know I'm more into the health but it, it okay I, I didn't know it, it worked like that it's funny funny good to know <laughs> yeah, no it's a, it's a hormone change in your brain that's what's happening is your hormones yeah. 
are changing inside of your brain and it's changing your behaviors. So uh, to continue on with the stomach acid, yeah. uh, the next phase is the small intestine. And the small intestine is going to absorb majority of these micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. And what oftentimes will happen is if you have constipation or diarrhea or bloating or pain and distension after meals, and you got food reactions and, and stuff like that, your, your body and your intestines are not going to absorb the nutrients that it needs. So one of the major benefits of actually increasing your stomach acid is it will clean out your small intestine from the bad bacteria. So what, what, what am I saying? By and large, most of the clients that walk into my clinic and they have constipation and diarrhea and they've had it for years, they've had it for decades, we fix the stomach acid, constipation and diarrhea, they oftentimes go away and fix themselves. Wow. Now, how is this connected to hormones? It goes back to making certain that your body has the tools that it needs to actually create these hormones by itself. Yeah. So you fix the gut, you fix the stomach. Now your body can start absorbing the healthy fats that you're consuming. And now your body is going to start converting the healthy fats into cholesterol. Now we've been brainwashed to think that cholesterol is this big, bad thing. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not your body needs cholesterol. It also doesn't have good or bad cholesterol. It's just cholesterol. It's when it gets out of ratios that it becomes a problem. So you have LDL, you have HDL, LDL cholesterol is oftentimes termed the bad cholesterol. HDL is often yeah. termed the, the, the good cholesterol. Neither of that is true. You need to have a two to one ratio of your cholesterol. And if it's better than that, then it's better than that. But you know, if your LDL is twice the amount of your HDL, that's good. And you need to look at your total cholesterol. Oftentimes I'll start seeing people having hormonal imbalances when their cholesterol gets lower than 184. Uh, in, in the young female population that I've been privileged to, to help out, I also see a very common thing, and that is low cholesterol. Oftentimes I'll see women where they have a cholesterol of 130 to 160, and they have all these hormonal imbalances and hormone problems. And there's little wonder that they have, unfortunately, these hormonal challenges because their body doesn't have the tools that is necessary to actually bear a child or to have a regular menstrual cycle. And it's just, it's really a travesty when they go to their medical doctor and they have their cholesterol taken and they're told that they're fine, that they're super healthy because their cholesterol is low. Well, you're, you're just simply blindfold, you're handcuffing the body to actually create these hormones. So that's sad. Yeah, well, it of, is, lot of but it's easy to fix. Things that could be avoided. Yeah. A fix. It's it easy. is. Yep. So, so in what amount of time can you fix it? Because in the beginning, we said around a year, but um, is, is that what you need to keep in mind that it takes a year of fully focusing on your gut health and your cholesterol um, to be able to see changes? <sighs> You, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's pretty much the timeline. What we tell with our clients is whenever we're balancing out hormones, we're talking six to 12 months, six to 12 months. So that means that the journey, it might feel long. It might feel exhausting, especially in the beginning when you're developing all these new habits, when you're you know making all these positive changes yeah. and you get nowhere and yeah. everything's still <laughs> the same, especially for month one, month two. But my, my, my voice is, is to keep going, 
keep the process. There are things that are happening underneath that you do not feel yet. Whenever you are trying to balance out your hormones, you need to set off with the realistic expectations. And that is anywhere from six to 12 months. You do not want to go ahead and just go in guns a blazing, trying to fix your hormones. I've done that before with clients and it just ends up in a heap of mess. Yeah. Slow and slow is the way to go when you're talking about hormones, because what you're doing is actually epigenetics and you're, you're enhancing your body's ability to start creating hormones on its own, which is a genetic thing. You can just like a, 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 a dampener switch in your uh, in your living room for your light bulb, you can either turn the light up or you can dim it down. And that's exactly what you're doing with your genetics when you're fixing your gut. Amazing. Our bodies are incredible. I love it. <laughs> but we, we, we have to start working together with our bodies instead of fighting against it. But when we are talking about this, because I can already imagine some women thinking like, oh my God, it means that I need to be strict for a year and I cannot enjoy other foods. How does that work? How does that work? Great I, 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 would say, I would say you can still enjoy something from time to time. Do not put yourself in a bubble. Yeah. Do not set yourself up for failure. Uh, and so a general rule of thumb, here's what I'm going to suggest is I want to make certain that the people listening, your, your audience, actually gets the benefits that they set out to do. So if you go ahead and think that you're going to cheat on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and live healthy Monday through Thursday, it's not going to work. It, it, it has to be, uh, it, you have to set aside a reward system about once a month. And remember, this is about behavior change. It's not just simply something that I'm going to grit my teeth and get through and I'm just going to grin and bear it and I'm going to be miserable for the next 12 months. But after the 12 months, I can just go ahead and just let loose and everything's going to no. be fine. Focusing like on it. lifestyle change. Exactly, exactly. And so that's kind of what we're talking about when I, where I was going with the raw veggies is yeah. I... I rarely eat raw veggies. I used to be a big salad guy. I was just telling my wife, I was like, I've been burned out on salads for the past five years. I mean, I'll have one every now and again, but you know, yeah. so I, I eat a lot of cooked vegetables. I eat a lot of protein, a, you know, and, and, and fruit and whatnot. And so I just, you know, find healthy recipes that I do not get burned out on that. Uh, I make certain that there's a lot of variety and just keep that control. And if I have a birthday or if I have Christmas that's coming up or something like that, I will set aside a meal or a day where I'm going to enjoy myself and then I'm going to get right back on the wagon. Again, it gets back to a lifestyle. Yeah. And kind of like what you're saying is like, I'm craving pizza less and less. That's because you've been living a rewarding lifestyle and your body is changing its environment. Yeah, that's good. It takes time, but it's good. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. I know we don't want it to happen tomorrow, but it's just not gonna not gonna happen. Happen, and it, it took took us a long time to get where we are today. So we cannot expect to change within a week. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and um, because it happens that my mother in law has um, diet. No, not diabetes. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, I think it's called diabetes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, diabetes. Sometimes I'm I'm so confused with all the <laughs> all the languages. Um, but she for her like low carb it works. But how does it work for her? Because she also has a difficult time losing weight and 
you know, her doctor also told her to eat low carb and not, not much fat. But now that I hear this, I think it's a good thing to eat more fat, right? Even though you are diabetic. It, it is because, well, your fat is not going to spike up your blood sugar. And so I was actually at a hormone conference a number of years ago, and it was a three-day conference where we just took a really deep dive into how hormones worked. And at the end, uh, the, the speaker said, you know, you have to balance out blood sugar. That, that's number one. So eating low carb, I mean, I've had women where they, they've ate low carb and their weight doesn't change at all nothing changes, not even their blood sugar. I mean, it gets better by a little bit, but they can't even get off the diabetic medication. So there's obviously things that are being missed and, and you know what those are, it could be many, many, many things. Uh, but she's taking the first step as far as eating low carb. Now what's the next step? And that's a lot what, where, you know, professional mentorship and coaching can come in because you need the proper lab test to figure out, is it her thyroid? Is it her estrogen? Is it her liver? Is it her adrenal glands? Is it her actually her blood sugar? Is it her kidneys? I mean, you know, that's why we test for everything in our clinic. So that way we test, don't guess that way people don't have to keep hitting that same roadblock or the same brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I got my blood tested, there's only certain hormones that get tested. And if that's come out fine, that it looks like you're fine, but it could be that there is something else wrong. So you would advise to always check out every everything, just the whole. Absolutely everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I don't have any diseases myself. However, I'm interested in prevention. So I take my own labs once a year and on, on everything, on absolutely everything, whether I need it or not. And that way it helps guide me on the different direction that I may need to go. And, you know, some things did come up on my last lab review. I just had it taken a couple months ago and it's like, oh, okay, now I'm going to start focusing on my, on, on these areas of my life. So that yeah. way in the end, I don't end up having, <clears throat> you know, at least it decreases my risk of having cancer or heart attacks or, or diabetes. Yeah. Good. Good that you take care of yourself. <laughs> I want well, to it's, do this. it's important for all of my clients it, to do yeah. that. And that's what we, that's exactly what we, uh, educate them. I was like, you need it done. If you have problems every six months, if you're just looking at maintenance once a year, just to make certain that there's no red flags that are popping up. Yeah. And what, what about um, like energy, energy levels is also to do with uh, hormones or is it something else? Uh, energy has to do with every, uh, everything. Wow. Yeah, every, I, <laughs> big, I know it's a big, big question. question. <laughs> as far as fatigue and energy go. Yeah. Many different possible answers. You could, uh, is it a hormonal imbalance? Undoubtedly, absolutely 100% it is. But what's causing the hormonal imbalance? Yeah. Is it blood sugar? Is it adrenal fatigue? Is it thyroid? It depends upon the person. And that's kind of what, you know, we were talking about even earlier is that's one of my big stigmas is if you have a book or a news article that says, you know, 10 ways to boost your energy now. Well, there's a million different reasons why you could have low energy. You don't know which one it is until you have the proper lab testing that is done. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck playing the guessing game with vitamins and minerals that everybody loves to play. Like, let's go ahead and go out and spend a bunch of money on the internet because yeah. it has a fancy web page and I think it's going to work. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to just go down that road. So. No. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about supplements uh, in, the other, in the other episode a little bit. 
Um, but would you say that supplements are needed or that it's just really um, for certain people, like, like it said, to supplement uh, in their life? Or is, is there, are there some supplements everybody could benefit from? Supplements everybody can benefit from. No, no, it's all, it's all case dependent because we're all beautiful, wonderful human beings. So it's not a one size fits all approach. Uh, as a general practice, if you do get a high quality multivitamin, that can be good, but I don't even take uh, multivitamins or even prescribe multivitamins on a regular basis. You need to give your body some rest. So, you know, if you go ahead and run out of your multivitamin for a week, you know, two or three times a year, that's fine. You're giving your body a rest instead of always just pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so as far I, as, yeah. Yeah. Because I know a lot of programs or uh, companies provide people, especially I see it on uh, Instagram. I got a lot of messages, women who are trying to sell uh, supplements and, you know, it's the best and it's vegan and it's bio and uh organic and everything but it's not that everybody uh it's not for everybody right it just wants it's to make not for everybody clear. here's the, yeah yeah and here's the thing with with supplements do we use supplements in our practice yes 100 absolutely it's because it allows us to get accelerated results yeah that's why now if you go ahead and just completely rely on your supplements and completely living an unhealthy lifestyle it's not going to do you any good and so we need to make certain that we make the lifestyle changes along with the supplements. And that's when the two really merge together and, and get accelerated improvements. Yeah. So do we use supplements? Yes, we do. I am very careful at the supplements that I do recommend for my clients. Vast majority of the vitamins and minerals, sadly, that are available to the general public have unhealthy ingredients already included in there, such as artificial sweeteners, yeah. unorganic whey protein, uh, way too much protein that that's in there, vitamins and minerals that are synthetically produced or, you know, not even natural to the body that actually increase inflammation. And, you know, and it's just <laughs> when you see people who are drastic or desperately searching for health, yeah. and then you see all these Instagram and influencers who are promoting their product, I, I think that that there's a big misnomer there. I think that's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. And just pop, a question popped into my head because we were talking about fats and, and uh, the absorption of fats earlier. There are also a lot of vitamins that are fat soluble, so they can only be absorbed uh, with fat. Um, so people, if, if you your body doesn't absorb fat well enough, it it's, likely that you also are lacking certain vitamins, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and actually you touched on a good, good point there. When you have fat soluble vitamins, it's actually a much more effective usage of, of a vitamin. So you got fat soluble vitamin D, obviously vitamin mm -hmm. C, tri, uh, glutathione as well. And really what that does is it forces that vitamin to go through the liver instead of being fat soluble. So it just makes it that much more effective when it's forced to go through the liver. So I like fat soluble vitamins for that reason, yeah. because it forces your liver to work. And most livers, uh, most people have livers that where there's a lot of toxins, a lot of uh, imbalance, and it's just not really working out to the person's advantage. Yeah. Oh, oh thank yeah. you. 
I don't have all the questions at the moment, actually. <laughs> so if, if you have something else to share or uh, a great tip that you can, can give out, can share with everybody. Uh, really what I'm going to recommend is just focus on the basics. If you get the basics down, then you can go ahead and start getting fancy with the different vitamins and minerals, but focus on healthy fats, focus on apple cider vinegar for, to balance out your, your stomach acid and just be surprised and watch the improvements that your body and your health will, will result in and realize it doesn't, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take several months for your body to start building with that, uh, you know, build that foundation yeah. and, and, but it's the daily habits that you produce that are going to produce the best end results. So that's focus on the basics. And then you can go ahead and get fancy with all the vitamins and minerals and black cohosh and soy product products and whatever, uh, <laughs> after that, but let's start with the basics and then you build from there. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for this talk again. Absolutely. <laughs> like you said, I, I was really happy that you asked me to be on again. Cause this is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. You take care. <laughs> take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you have any questions regarding to health or mindset, please don't hesitate to contact me. I will always answer you. And I'm basically everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You can send me an email at info at pursuitofhealthiness.com and I have a couple of challenges going on, free challenges on my website www.pursuitofhealthiness.com I also have a program called The Ultimate Lifestyle where I coach you, where I guide you and support you to make the ultimate lifestyle change if this sounds like you then definitely check out my website and otherwise I will see you next episode